Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we are mourning the death of Joan Lee, a longtime wife of Silver Age comic book mastermind Stan Lee. Um, She was 93 years old um, after suffering a stroke. Um, Stan tells a nice little story about how they first met, which I think I'll just endear you to real quick. He was meeting a... uh, he was set up on a date to meet someone and he knocked on the door and Stan, you know, a creator his whole life, a wannabe novelist working in comics. uh, He had this vision of a dream girl in his head. Uh, He had everything planned out about her. And I'm, you know, I'm sure fans of anything have kind of developed their own dream girl in their head at one point or another. He knocks on this door waiting for this girl to show up. Right. And this other girl answers the door that isn't her, but it's his dream girl. And in short order, he eventually married her, popped out a kid, and the rest, they say, is 69 years of marriage. Um, So our condolences go out to the Lee family uh, in this time. And with that, we're going to take a brief moment of silence. Welcome to issue number 105 of the Backyard Funky Podcast, and this is the only podcast that comes with great power and none of that pesky responsibility. Let's see who's joining us this week, shall we? As always, we have Dave the Bearded Menace. Thwap, 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 thwap. You can't thwap that here. <laughs> Jay's back. I can't thwap that I'm going to do the same thing, that same thwap that Dave had, but I'm throwing up like different hands. Just so you know, you guys will get it. Hi. T- hi. TV's Casey. Excelsior, true believers. Nice. Doc Chris. I'm neither friendly nor am I allowed in many neighborhoods. <laughs> He's your unfriendly neighborhood watch list, Doc Chris. And that's why we took a couple weeks off. We had uh, God, I some legal issues. I should have said that. God damn it. And I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Uh, For those of you who are new to the podcast, every time a new major comic book uh, movie is about to be released, we read a whole web cartridge worth of comics so you can listen and have some sort of knowledge of the character before you go to see the movie. Uh, It's important to know that we have not seen the movie yet. We are doing this on on Thursday, the first Thursday that it comes out. So while many of you are Mm -hmm. probably enjoying the movie, we have not seen it. Uh, because you faithful listeners are more important to us than seeing the movie before anyone else. Uh, So if you are sitting there enjoying your midnight release, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, We are going to be hanging out with everyone else, pun intended, because Spider-Man hangs from Ah, 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 the ribs. That was good. There you go. Practicing my bad jokes. Now that we've gotten that who's who out of the way in the podcast, let's talk about the who's who in villains that you might need to know about during... Spider-Man Homecoming in theaters right now. Uh, so let's start out with uh, Doc Chris. Doc Chris, what did you read about? 
Uh, well, I watched uh, The Mummy 2 that had the Scorpion King. Um, <laughs> that was Dwayne The Rock Johnson, <laughs> really bad CG. Mm-hmm. Um, Great first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I actually read uh, I actually read some a uh, little bit of about the Scorpion, mm. who is a classic Ooh. Spidey villain. Uh, he's he is a dude in uh, donning green costume, uh, kind of armor, kind of biomechanical. He's got a tail going on there. Does a couple different things depending on what area you're looking at. Those abilities kind of change and his capabilities. Pretty interesting. Um, first appearance, uh, I believe I looked up, was 1964. Mm. Uh, was the first time we saw him. His real name is McDonald Gargan. Hence the name, Mac Gargan. Mac, Mac Gargan. Um, Gargling, gargling these nuts. (laughs) (laughs) These nuts? That's why Dave didn't get Scorpion. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, really quick origin stuff going on here. Basically, Joe J. Jonah Jameson, James J. Jonah Jameson, let's get famed newspaperman, famed newspaper. Yeah, let's be honest. Best portrayed by J.K. Simmons. Yep. Yeah. Just hands down. Yeah, uh, he's absolutely. fed up with Spider-Man, and he decides that he is going to create a anti-Spider-Man, and so he gets a basically a really crappy low-life private detective. To uh, agree to transform himself with combining the powers of a scorpion to take on Spidey. Dude goes out of control and terrorizes the masses. Because everyone knows a spider's natural predator is the scorpion. I thought it was an alien symbiote that came from Mars. Oh, no. Again, not, that was Dwayne not the Rock Johnson. Not in 1964. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson Dwayne and the Rock, Scorpion oh, yes, King. Yes, that's true. That's, that's the symbiote. Um, yeah, he's got... Uh, so he does have a mechanical tail. Um, I thought it was not un- too unlike Dr. Octopus. There was four of those, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, he has, the first iteration has a really big thick tail. Uh, and there's a little spike at the end. And it also can shoot lasers of some sort. Uh, later on, that tail gets thinner. I'm firing my laser. Sorry. He fires that laser. <laughs> he, uh, that tail uh, gets thinner and, and more strong. Uh, and more agile as it goes on. He also has super strength. He's actually more. He's actually stronger than Spider-Man is. Uh, mm-hmm. He also has kind of as he gets more evil as the Venom takes on. He actually messes up his hands that become kind of. They have the strength of pincers, but they don't actually look like pincers. He keeps talking about how weird his hands feel. They have the he's got a crushing of grip. He, he doesn't know what to do with his hands. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, he's like, I'm sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> you're, just, you're just giving me this, Chris. Like, <laughs> he's basically Rare fighting Spider-Man. And be like, my hands feel funny. <laughs> okay, no, no. Now they really feel funny. Do your hands feel uh, funny because my he- hands feel kind of funny. Yes, Spider. I'm a Scorpion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, he either goes after I think I found Jameson or Spider-Man. He that's basically his two motivations hmm. in life. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's Scorpion. It's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, the reason why we, we kind of brought Scorpion into the fold is um, I can't remember the actor's name. The actor's name is Michael Mando. I thought you going to say Michael Dude. B. Jordan. He's Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. No, that that's that's at the end of the year, right? That's Black Panther. He's also an sure. orphan black, which you may have been thinking. Uh, he was an orphan black, know. really? Yeah. I was thinking of, I think it's called The Night Before. No. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? Not the movie. Not the Seth Rogen movie with your oh. Seth Rogen giggles over there. And Anthony Mackie. 
Uh, but yeah, so podcast all over again. He is supposedly uh, in the movie according to IMDb. So I figured, you know what? Let's throw a scorpion in there because that's always a cool one. I remember that cartoon episode too. That was a lot of fun back in the day. The nineties yeah. cartoon. Chris, and, it was um, kind of funny. Anywhere in these books, did he like take his mask off and breathe fire on everybody? I really wished he did, but he didn't. He did kind of spit uh, some lasers out of his tail at certain points. Okay. Um, do you? Is there a moment in uh, in your kind of reading that you had that going on? Uh, no, in Mortal Kombat. Uh, oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, nobody. I feel got like that. at one point he yelled. Uh, I was Get waiting over here. for someone to pick Sorry. up on it. I'm like, I'm I real mad. Say, I'm, oh, I'm ashamed at myself now. Yeah. So, so anyway, Sub Zero comes into <laughs> the fight. Um, he's not the brightest dude either. He's kind of dumb. He ever. I feel like every single time he he fights, it's basically like I'm gonna beat you because I beat you once, even though you beat me again. And again and again, but I kicked your ass that one time. It's like Spidey. Remember that time I kicked your ass? It's and gonna happen like, again. Fucking drop it. It <laughs> happened once. I was kind of hungover. Yeah, it was like six years ago. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> he was he was locked up, and the way he got his suit back was he acted crazy, and the doctors at the prison decided we're gonna calm him down by putting him in his suit, and then he broke this ex- out. This extremely dangerous suit. <laughs> This extremely damaged suit with lasers and friggin' knives. Also, uh, kind of weird. The tail, uh, his tail that has the little uh, like stinger on it, the knife thing on it. I don't know if anyone read uh, Animorphs, but it's kind of like a Visser Three friggin' tail on there. No, no one. No, Great. no. no. Great. I think you're You guys one. are all. I mean, I remember Animorphs. But yep. That's that. although blue now that I'm thinking tail. about it, I think like Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery is pretty much Animorphs. Just yeah. horribly wrong. Yeah, just halfway through. It's the, the exactly halfway through that transformation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who can remember the last time you went to a zoo and saw an alien symbiote or a goblin? Uh, is that <laughs> last not week, the Franklin zoo Park that zoo. you guys go to? The Franklin Park Zoo? Is that not like that not normal? I don't know. I work I work retail. I see lots of goblins daily, so True story. Oh. I've never been to a zoo. Shit. What? I've never Wait, been to have a you zoo been before. to an aquarium though? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I've been like that's, that's a been zoo. Like a, like a water temple for zoos, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's basically like a sexier version of a zoo. Yeah, it's a wetter because version. you know it's it's wet. So I totally <laughs> lied. I, th- I thought it was another guy that was playing Matt Gargan. I totally lied. You're right. It is Orphan Black, but what I'm thinking of with this guy is Better Call Saul. Is what you'll know him from. Uh yeah, Nacho. Good wait. old Nacho. And speaking of nachos, let's let's hear what Jay's Mac read. You read the. Why am I associated to nachos? Dude, why not? I thought you were about to bring me into this. Like, that's don't, racist, Greg. No, I was going to say, don't be a, why would you be offended by that? that? That's, nachos that's are like wonderful. That's vaguely racist that you went there for me, Dave. Of course. <laughs> you with nachos. I associate Jay's Mac with nachos. Mostly because I eat mostly fucking Chipotle for lunch, I feel like. And Jason <laughs> is with lunch with me. There you yeah. go. Culturally appropriate. I lunch at him. Yeah. Um, so, Dave, I had probably your favorite character in any of the uh, the Marvel Universe. It's the Shocker. Um, <laughs> there we go. There's that's, the one. That's what I was looking be for. So many. So, <laughs> good. I'm, I'm done glad. For the night. I'm glad. Just give Dave a minute. Just give yeah, him a minute. Uh, he's a master of vibrations. What's not to like? I know. Damn it. 
Casey. Wait, wait, wait. God, wait. Only one beer wait. in. This is horrible. Is that the hand signal you were giving earlier, Jason? I didn't even catch yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't so even catch it. In this, so yeah, in the comics that I read, every time Spidey is fighting the Shocker, Spidey's actually slinging his web like this. It's crazy. And for people who are just listening, I'm doing the uh, the finger blast for everybody. Uh, the, the two, the, the pink and, and one in the stink for those of you yeah, yeah. listening at home. One in the belly button, I thought it was. Huh. How do you even reach the... Anyways. Weird. Um, Weird. So anyway, Herman Schultz is uh, is a high school dropout who, you know, is too smart. You know, typical story. I was too smart for school, so I had to leave and become an asshole. Um, <laughs> and so he, he invented this suit that actually provides... It's like... It, it looks like a fucking quilt. It's, <laughs> it's, it's quilted armor that he basically has, but it's supposed to deflect any sort of impact. So he's, you know... Invulnerable to physical attacks for the most part. Um, he also okay. has these these gauntlets on his wrists that basically vibrate the air um, <laughs> as he as he shockers people. Dave, you can laugh. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. This is a safe space for you. This is. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna lie uh, away again, are they? <laughs> <laughs> so no, it uh, it's a projectile concentrated vibrational air blast. So just use that, and that is definitely not from Wikipedia right now. <laughs> Mm-mm. Anyway, <laughs> um, the, the comics that I read, I read, a, I read a spread there from from Jack Kirby back in 1967 is when. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 1960. Yeah, 1967 is when he was first debuted. Um, That's a good spread. It, it should have been 69. I know, but yeah. his first debut, Jack Kirby, is obviously the artist. Not that I even saw that, but Casey, if you want to fact check me, it is actually. John Romita Sr. Oh, bullshit. All right. So uh, you Jack had like Kirby. a 50-50 shot on that one, though, to be honest. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's him, Steve Ditko, or, or yeah, John, the original, the classic John Romita. Yeah. 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 But, um... Ditko. I, I see that, they you know, they're first duking it out, they're first exchanging smashies, right? And, uh, this... This fight goes on for a few a few pages, and out of nowhere, Spider-Man sees that he's pressing these buttons that look like, um... Almost like thrusters for a jetpack, right? And he's like, oh, all right, I figured it out. He basically just wraps this guy's fucking thumbs up and makes him, like, completely useless in this battle. <laughs> and he's just like, boop, boop, all right, show's over. He goes, you did a good job, buddy, and just fucking wraps him up and calls it a day. <laughs> nice. I'm just saying that posable thumbs are what separated oh us from the animals, so, that's like, true. that's a good move. We should it's... probably institute that move on most supervillains. But, like, I've never really laughed out loud reading a comic. I've always, like, just kind of finished it and been like, okay, that was good. You know what I mean? I like that one. This one, I was like, what the fuck? Like, that was it. <laughs> well, welcome to the world of Spider-Man. No yeah. shit, dude. It was so funny. I was just like, all right, yep, that's it. That's how this ends. Um, a couple of other books that I ended up reading were uh, some some more recent. I watched the TV show, too, the, uh, the episode with the shocker in it from... The good old Fox um, cartoon back in the day. Yeah, Fox Kids. Fox yeah. Kids. Oh, my God. For them to have the shocker in Fox Kids, that was, <laughs> that was so I'm, irresponsible. I'm, I'm just going to say, um, was it was it shocking? I had to say. I was, no I was shocked. No one else was I was, I was finger blast there, Greg. <laughs> um, that, that's also my favorite episode of the whole show because it's Spider-Man going nuts with the symbiote yeah. costume. He does. Did he, he get has. shocked in the nuts? <laughs> he could have. Yes. But uh, yeah. I know that I know that uh, I'll chase you to the ends of the earth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everybody's like, "Wow, Spider-Man's acting like a real dick." Like that was basically like the entire episode. <laughs> Everybody's just watching him like flip out, and he's like, "Oh God, I don't know what's going on with me." And 
Shocker ends up getting the suit off of him by blasting him, right? Um, with his with his vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey. my god! Ugh. I'm so. They're I'm specially like, uh, uh, designed gauntlets. They're <sighs> specially designed gauntlets. We're gonna call vibro them vi- gauntlets. <laughs> vibro gauntlets. Yeah, I saw. That I'm like upset. Once. I didn't read this run, but at the same time, I'm almost glad at the same time because I couldn't finish it without laughing hysterically. It was a every, like, very strategic move to not give it to Dave <laughs> for yeah. multiple reasons. One of them. So they is, gave it to the second worst yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it to the person who would make nothing but references, and Dave would do nothing but laugh. That was the but thinking. I think besides, uh, for me, um, Shocker, besides being like, besides having, you know, Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, and Doc Ock, like, I think he's one of the more recognizable kind of secondary villains to Spider-Man, um, in my opinion, I don't know what you guys think, but oh, yeah, me, just because like, he looks that, like a he's a fucking he's waffle. a long time he's a long time standby of the Sinister Six. So if you ever see Spider Man go up a team of bad guys, there's a like seventy five percent chance Shocker is going to be lumped in with them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, just the the banter between the two of them too is just always funny because like Spider Man always just kind of outsmarts him in like kind of the dumbest way possible from what I from what I've read. And it just kind of always ends up like, oh, so that's how you finished that fight. That was dumb, but I'm laughing now. I don't know. It's one of the more <laughs> comical, I think, interactions with any sort of supervillain. Yeah. Um, Bokeem Woodbine <laughs> is going to be playing him in the movie, just so everyone knows. And if that name doesn't sound familiar, his face definitely will. Um, he's He was actually in Fargo, I think it was last season or two seasons ago. Um, he was also in, uh, in Fargo, he was Mike Milligan. He had like those, that really awesome, like Sam Jackson Afro with the nice, like sideburns to go with it. (laughs) He's also in, it was in Riddick as Moss, um, and Southland. If if you watch that, uh, I wonder how often shocker gets mistaken for, um, for Iron Man. Just because of the color scheme? Looking at his... Co- yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, cool, it's Iron Man, sick. Like, All of a sudden, like... I know the economy's you know. in remission and everything, but, man, you didn't have to put on, like, the quilt from your bed to go fight crime. <laughs> it's a special quilt armor. No metal, no plastic. Yeah, just got, padding. He's got enchanted quilt armor. It actually is minus two because it's itchy. <laughs> it doesn't actually give you any protection. Yeah, that's why he's so angry all the time. If only he just, just took his armor off, he'd actually be a good guy. Dude, that's why he's vib- that's why he's vibrating. He's itching. Yeah, <laughs> he's vibrating. It's terrible. Uh, oh man, Casey, what did you read? Uh, I got to read uh, the Tinkerer, yeah. um, but I also read everything else that <laughs> the uh, the Tinkerer is kind of neat. He actually debuts. Very early on in Spider-Man's run in Amazing Spider-Man number two. Um, That's right. He did. I read that. He did. Yeah. There's a, the nice thing about Amazing Spider-Man number two is uh, it features, it's a, it's a number, it's a double feature in everything you can imagine. On the cover, they advertise it as two great new Spider-Man thrillers, two great new super villains featuring the Vulture and Spider-Man is trapped by the terrible Tinkerer. It's great. I love it. That I love the way horrible. these old comics are the done. The terrible t- tinkerer. Yeah. Don't let him near me. Well, it could have been like the terrible tinkler. Yeah, that's right? even worse. That's <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of yellow out. on this. Fine color. line. Fine line. Fine line. Fine line. So, it's, a good line. Uh, it's yeah, it's a backup story and Stan uh, as much as you can say it's a backup story, Stanley and Steve Ditko did the entire 
both stories together. Mm-hmm. Um, so 26 pages of action. The Tinkerer is an old man with a horrible goblin face. Um, it's really like almost an exaggerated caricature of an old man face. Interesting. To the point where the first thing Peter Parker thinks about him is, boy, I sure called it right. He looks like a character straight out of Grimm's fairy tale. Oh, that's right. He does say that. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking ice cold from our friendly neighborhood teenager about a man he hasn't even met. I heard when he fights him, um, he was like, what's up, goblin face? He's all yeah. brutal shit at him. <laughs> No. Well, what happens is uh, he finds he's fixing. Um, he's trying to get a radio fixed for like a, a scientific professor. He's like the prodigy. Uh, the yeah, the prodigy of no, protege of right mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, well, this guy fixes radios for only a dime. There's got to be a catch. So he's suspicious of a good deal, <laughs> as any superhero should be, and he sneaks back into the tinkerer's lab where he finds. He's working with aliens. Uh, I hate it when really old, wrinkly people work with aliens. They can never <laughs> remember much. their passwords for any of this stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it turns out it's a bunch of goofs uh, in really stupid costumes that are made by Mysterio, who, at this you, point Greg. of reading, doesn't actually exist yet, but we find out that he was behind the whole thing. Um, so they, they end up having a bit of a tussle. Uh, Spider-Man beats up all these wacky looking alien henchman and they trap him in like this impenetrable bubble that is not nearly as impenetrable as implied as are a lot of things in comics and spider-man punches the wrong henchman the lab gets set on fire and he tries to grab the tinkerer before he gets consumed by the flames uh and he doesn't but he does manage to find out that the creepy old man mask or the creepy old man face that the Tinkerer has is, in fact, a rubber mask. Uh, and he would have gotten Dun-dun. away with it, too, if it wasn't for those pesky kids and their pet spider. And it's really Ryan yes. Gosling underneath it. Yep. Actually, <laughs> you leave him out, out of this. We find out that underneath it, if the Tinkerer's next appearances are any indication, he is just that ugly. <laughs> so he's like out, he's out Scooby-Dooed everyone else by wearing a perfect rubber mask replica of his own face. <laughs> Son of a For bitch. when you want to conceal your identity, but you're completely happy with how you look like. I mean, it's like, it's maddening. Like, Stanley would occasionally set up plot lines to be followed up when he remembered. <laughs> I, I read an issue, I, I forget which one was in here. It, it may have been later when I read the Master Planner Saga and some other things. But he, like, he offers a no prize to a fan who could identify like an issue that he wrote. That he didn't remember how to cite it. So For those of us who don't would, know, what is a no prize? A no prize is an empty envelope that's the greatest treasure of Marvel fans. Um, I happen to own one. It wasn't earned because they stopped giving them out by the time I was born. <laughs> but I bought one from someone who did. And it was signed nice. by... And it was signed by none other than Stanley himself. Ha <laughs> The most amazing experience of my life. Excelsior. Um, Excelsior. <laughs> he, called me a, he called me a true fan when Aww. he did it. So, I mean, that was kind of neat, but... Anyway, the Tinkerer has shown up a couple of times since. Uh, if you know what the Spider-Mobile is, it was an attempt in the 70s to make Spider-Man cool and have a cool Toyetic car um, that could drive up walls. It sucked. <laughs> That's like the way. But that was in the it, uh, Lo- <laughs> Old Man Logan run. I know. It was. I, I just hate when, like... Like merchandising is that obvious. Like I'm okay with the Star Wars merchandising because that's kind of what it's there for, and I'm okay with like Rebels kind of being like designed for toys. But like when you give fucking Spider-Man a car who already has a means of transportation, 
It's just it's like important. a it's like a toy when you have the Flash riding a motorcycle. It's like why? Because yeah. it's why not? Than that. Yeah. It's actually a bicycle, so yeah. it goes really fast. <laughs> so there, there, <laughs> terrible. There are some other Tinkerer stories that are fine, but the the second one that he shows up in, as far as I know, is he reprograms the Spider Mobile to to be automated and he tries to kill spider-man with his own car (laughs) oh god it's pretty it's pretty hilarious and you know spider-man recognizes that there's like a threat there but he realizes if he actually does die to the spider-mobile he'll never live it down (laughs) um tinker was actually in my run a little bit too he's one of the in one of the iterations he actually fixes up and gets uh scorpion's armor even or scorpion's suit better he he does he he tailors that up and a lot of his other appearances are almost in the background. Like he's a big part of like the Secret War crossover, which has like Nick Fury up against like like Latvian government and whatnot. And they find that Tinker has been working for years behind the scenes, just like helping criminals like redo their suits and whatnot. So he's like Q for the dark for the dark side. He is yeah, as close as as close as you can get to an evil Q. Well, he's not even really that evil. I mean, they book him in Civil War for being out with his grandkids getting ice cream. Yeah. So yeah, but it's, it's evil ice cream. Unless well, th- he made his grandkids pay for the ice cream. Yeah, right. Fiend. Now he he sort of ends up going straight um, for a while, but uh, for many many years behind the scenes, yeah, he was like the Spider-Man Rogues Gallery Q. If there was any any supervillain that suddenly came back with a new upgrade, you can pin it on the Tinker. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. Sure. Yeah. Um. He should have been mine a little bit too, but we'll get to that. Actually, right now, that's a great segue. He's in mine too. That's all he did. That's all. That's it. Yeah. In another in universe. In another universe. You say? So while all you chumps are sitting there reading your your normal six one six standard Marvel universe, I was swimming in the Ultimate Universe. Or for those of you who are unfamiliar with Marvel Comics and the Ultimate Universe, I would say back in what was it two thousand early two thousands? Would you say? 2000 exactly i think ultimate spider-man had to have been i was in high school um ultimate spider-man number one debuted and it kind of revamped uh the spider-man origin brought it up to speed we got a little more of a flavor for who uncle ben was uh because he died in issue number three or four not issue number one so you got to like the guy and then brian michael bendis that evil son of a bitch killed him (laughs) and he was really cool he had like a ben franklin and he had a ponytail yeah he had yeah i was gonna say he has that like ben franklin look he's got like the same like Kind of body shape, the hairstyle, the glasses. Knickerbockers. The whole thing. It was great. Yeah, Knickerbockers. You can't go wrong with those. Um, So I read actually quite a bit later. My run is from um, 2011. uh, And it's after they killed, right after almost, they killed uh, Peter Parker in the Ultimate Universe. Uh, So he dies uh, being Spider-Man. Aunt May knows who he is. And I believe it was Gwen Stacy is still alive, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Huh. Yeah, well, she was she died and then she got brought back as Carnage. Well, she she in died and, and got better. What? And she got better. Aunt May yeah. was Carnage. No, Aunt <laughs> Stacy was Carnage, which is just another reason why Carnage is the worst thing in any universe. Yeah. Oh. Although Aunt May Carnage would have been really fucking scary in the Ultimate Universe because Aunt May was kind of a raging bitch based on what I remember in the early two thousands of the Ultimate Spider Man. But anyway, so uh, Miles Morales is a Spider Man that focused. Uh, it was starring in my story, and my story was focused on. Uh, he is just becoming Spider Man. He got his uh, Spider Man suit from Tony Stark, and is kind of zipping around trying to be trying to be a superhero. We read. I read this particular one because um, the character, the Prowler, is the villain in here. 
And unlike the normal 616 universe, the Prowler is actually Miles Morales' uncle. His name is Aaron Davis. He is just an overall shithead, is how I could best describe him. Think he is one bad hombre. So we're we're talking okay. about we're talking about all these um, villains, and they all like a good Spider-Man villain has depth. Sure, they're kind of evil and they have a vendetta against Spider-Man, but they have some redeeming qualities to them, except Carnage. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Davis is just zero of that. Uh, he's a prowler. He's he's a cat burglar, essentially, over-glorified cat bur- burglar, uh, scum of the earth, master thief, Olympic-level af- athlete, uh, acrobat, martial artist, marksman, all that good stuff. Uh, his costume looks kind of like Deadpool's, but with, like, like green and purple and black instead of just, like, the black and red kind of going the, on. The ma- The mask is completely a purple Deadpool mask. Yeah. It absolutely is, and um, he has the splinter cell. Oh, look, Hang on a splinter cell goggles too. Like it, it looks like Deadpool tried to cosplay as Sam Fisher and failed. Is what it, how I can best <laughs> describe it. Um, Basically, like yeah. Deadpool as Spawn, kind of, but meets oh, oh. Doctor Doom's color scheme. We're getting in some truly dangerous '90s territory yeah, we here, and I want to <laughs> move, move on. So, so, anyways, anyways, so um, Aaron Davis is actually the reason why miles morales gets his powers he goes and and tries to steal the goblin serum from um osborne norman osborne's company osborne industries i think they're called in i don't remember what's called the ultimate universe oscorp oscorp i think it had a different name i don't know anyways so he goes to oscorp and he tries to steal the goblin serum uh doesn't succeed but a spider that um similar to what bit Hmm. peter jumps in his bag and stows away and ends up biting miles while miles is visiting his uncle Uh, miles develops these powers and while in mexico of all places um he reads a newspaper that says there's a new spider-man he goes to the tinkerer and tries to get all this tech and stuff like that and through um talking to the tinkerer realizes that it's a spider from Oscorp that kind of caused the first Spider-Man. He puts two and two together and goes, holy shit, my nephew is the new Spider-Man. Ha! Um, Interesting. He's also, which is really cool, and also ties it with um, Chris's a little bit more. He is working, or he is kind of rivals almost, or enemies with the, I guess it's like, I would call him the ultimate Scorpion. He's looks like Danny Trejo, and he calls himself the Scorpion. Yeah, he's a gang. Yeah, he's a gang he's looking to be the new kingpin. He wants. He comes up to New York. He uh, wants to be the new kingpin. Hmm. Really, really cool fucking stuff. Um, what's really cool is Donald Glover is playing the Prowler, or is pl- at least playing Aaron Davis in the movie. Oh. So what I really like that's about how it, it ties in. Uh, so what I really like about it too is while he's fighting Miles, he's um, he uses the Shocker's gauntlets. He actually uses the vulture's wings a couple of times to hmm. get around. Um, and he's got a, like a family tie to Miles Morales. And I think I read somewhere that Miles is poking around somewhere in the MCU, but we don't know where. And the fact that his uncle is showing up and giving Spider-Man advice, seemingly, at least in the trailer, where he's like, no, you can't do this. You got to do it like this way. That was like the one line that um, uh, Aaron had in that whole thing, right? That Donald Glover had. He's like almost his mentor role. So some people thought he might be like an older Miles. Some people thought that he might be Robbie Robinson of all people. But he's actually Aaron Davis. And good old Uncle Aaron tried to seduce Miles to the dark side, so to speak, 
and tried to get him to do his bidding. And he kind of did. They fought uh, Scorpion. They won. Scorpion got arrested. And Miles just kind of realized his uncle's a shithead. So he kind of stopped and told him to get out. Didn't want to get out. Long story short, Aaron's dead. By his own doing. The shocker gauntlet made by the tinkerer fucking exploded on him. <laughs> yep. Oh! So he's about to just little that's how he got final blow. Was he using the was he using the vibrate gun? Yeah. <laughs> that's how we seduced him, huh? You know how they say you know how they say don't use rechargeable batteries for those kind of things? Well, you really shouldn't <laughs> use rechargeable batteries for those kinds of things. And definitely don't use it while it's plugged in. That's just asking. You should for trouble. also really know there's between like water based and silicone lubricant because they can save a life. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. It can make a huge difference depending on what you're doing. It absolutely can. Huh. Uh, I was I got more and more excited the more I was I was reading this run. Um, this character Aaron Davis only lasted a year, not even seven months. seven months. It was <coughs> ridiculous, um, and he has yet to come back. He died in 2012, and he is not back yet. He's Ben Parker dead. He's the yeah. uh, the Ultimate Universe used to have a standing rule, or if you were dead, you were dead, and then they broke it <laughs> by bringing Spider-Man of all people back to life. Yeah, um, you know. But hey, it's been mostly wiped out. The only real remnant of it is Miles in the main universe now. So, will we ever see the return of Ultimate Prowler? I probably doubt. I, it. I highly doubt it, especially since they made another <laughs> version of Prowler from another universe that looks almost identical and has almost the same kind of stuff that he does. Probably just yep. so they couldn't didn't have to bring him back. Just saying. Uh, comics everybody he's not the only guy to be the prowler but he's kind of the one that is the most focused around spider-man homecoming uh and finally speaking of being what is does is the civil war does civil war happen in the ultimate universe or no no not that i remember uh it it just kind of like imploded when they had that whole remember like a couple years ago was was it two years ago now three years ago casey uh well two, th- it would have been two yeah about two years ago Secret Wars would have killed everything yeah. but before that they also had a storyline called Ultimatum where like half the universe like half of all the main characters died yeah. just, like killing they've been right? through the ringer of that universe at, at least three times it's real bad Jesus <laughs> it sucks to live in that universe man <laughs> except if you're Miles Morales because then they just blink you into existence in other universes. Yeah, your mom can die, and then she can get brought back to life by the Molecule Man. Just in exchange for a two... Man. Yeah, he basically trades a two-week-old ham... Or, sorry, not two weeks. A nine-year-old, like, moldy hamburger that was in his pockets in a, to the Molecule Man, who brings his mom back to life. What kind of wow. hamburger was it, though? Yeah. I think it was just a plain old cheeseburger. Wasn't, like, a rodeo or something? Like, I don't know. I, nothing special about it, other than the fact it was nine years old. Was there mayonnaise? <laughs> Was there mayonnaise? Yes, question. nine-year-old mayonnaise. I don't, so I, I don't, I don't know. It's like, a fine, don't go bad. it's like a fine wine. Yeah, <laughs> it's better with age. Uh, Dave, you read about the Vulture. Tell us, tell us all yep. about the Vulture. So, Vulture first appeared in 1963 in Amazing Spider-Man number Dose. Dose. Um, and I read, like, like the rest of everyone else on the podcast, I read, like, an entire, like, huge spread of the Vulture in different eras. Um... When I first met him, he was in, again, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Peter Parker is still getting used to, like, having these Spider-Man powers. Still being used to being a superhero, which is I thought was kind of cool. The Daily Bugle isn't even a thing. It's called, like, Wow Magazine or Now Magazine or something like that. That, yeah. uh, that um, Jane Jones Jameson runs. Um, 
doesn't even consider like doing any type of photography whatsoever up to this point. So he's still getting used to being Spider-Man. And um, so the Vulture, a.k.a. Adrian Toome, is an old man who creates a basically a suit much like Iron Man that gives him the power of flight. Um, but unlike Iron Man, it doesn't give him like any type of like boosters and they coming out of his like feet or hands. It's just like, it gives him like maglev technology to fly around and do stuff. Um, so when the, when we first meet the vulture, he's just your classic villain. Basically he's just robbing the city, trying to steal stuff. And that's pretty much it. There's not much more about him at that point. Um, from what I can remember. So basically Spider-Man, even though he's like a young kid, 15, 16 year old figures out how to stop him, brings him to the j- gets him, gets him arrested, gets him in jail. And that's pretty much it at that point. Again, at this point, the Vulture's just a run-of-the-mill villain. Doesn't really have much of a backstory, really. He, he is pretty crafty. He does a jewel heist. Um, oh, that's he right. Pop, he pops out of the sewer. That's right. So Everybody's expecting him to attack from the air. So basically, this bastard, yeah. So like what Casey was saying, he's known from like doing attacks on aerial attacks. He's the Vulture. Mm-hmm. So what he does, he goes flying around. He's throwing like rocks in people's windows, like the mayor, like the chief of police. Everybody's saying that he's gonna rob these diamonds. So everyone gets like freaked out and ready, and they're like looking at the air, pretty much waiting for him to rob. But no, he just pops off a manhole, takes the diamonds, gets out, and just flies away, and like pretty much like in the in the um, in the sewer, basically. Um, Spider Man catches him, takes photos of him, takes photos of himself, and he gets money from James Jones Jameson. Flash forward to issue number. Let me pull it up real quick because it disappeared on me. 240. Thank you. 240 and 241 is where I next read about the Vulture. Now, in this co- in this comic, the Vulture has already out of jail. He's living in Long Island, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's living in Long Island in a retired community. And he hasn't been the Vulture for quite some time. Um, then he hears about the Electronics es- Expo that's going on in the city. He gets flipped out, freaks out, and he goes to the city to, like, bomb the shit out of it. And this is where we start to learn more about the Vulture's um, backstory. And this is where, I, this is, like, uh, from this point, this is where I really start liking the Vulture, because we got to start to see, like, his story, his everything build for the most part. Um, this is also 20 years after his debut that we're finally finding out, like, his backstory. Yeah, and of course, in comic book time, it's only been, like, five years, if that. Right. Because <laughs> Pete basically is in college, give or take. Um, he's living on his own, which I thought was kind of cool because the apartment he's living in looks very similar to the apartment he was living in in Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi's, um, take on the Spider-Man movies pretty much. Hmm. So um, something he couldn't possibly afford as a college student, but somehow yet does. It's just a one-room apartment with a shared bathroom, so it kind of makes sense, I the guess. Russian family? But... I remember the Spider-Man. T- yeah. Oh, that one. I, I was thinking of, um, Harry's. No, 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 no. Oh, that friggin' penthouse yeah. suite. But Norman was paying for that, though. Like, That's come on, true. come you're on. Right, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's yeah. true. Thanks, Willem Dafoe. But in, Spi- but in Spider-Man 2, he's at that one little, like, what? literally, like, a one-bedroom apartment. That's all that is, his little studio apartment. And he's living in that in this episode, I mean, this issue with the Vulture. Apparently, the backstory with Vulture at this point, Adrian Toome, was he had a business partner, and they started a technology company, pretty much. Mm. And their whole plan Sounds was to, familiar. like, over- yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and their whole plan was like to overthrow like other technology companies or what they're researching, what they're looking at. Adrian finds out that his business partner is cheating him out of profits. His par- partner's telling him we prefer we're five percent like over like we're we're five percent like in the green when really they're fifty percent in the Whoa. green. 
completely cheating him out of all this fucking cash for the most part. Adrian loses it. You know, he leaves and he realizes there's nothing he can do legally because he signed everything over to his business partner. So everything he's ever invented, everything he's ever created, everything that was in his name is in the business partner's name. Wow. So this wow. is where he goes ape shit and becomes a vulture. So he goes to the Electronics Expo, bombs the shit out of it, kidnaps his partner, and he's like, you did this to me, blah, 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 you fucked me over. Spider-Man catches him. He goes, you know, I feel bad doing this because now I know your, your story, but I have to stop you. I don't want to stop you because you have every right to do what you got to do because this guy destroyed your life, but I have to stop you. Don't you know? be a fucking pussy about it. <laughs> <laughs> so Spider-Man stops him, you know, and this, and what I like about this is we see Spider-Man more as a seasoned hero at this point. Um... He has more web shooters. He has a little tracer thing that he uses. Um, he has a little like tiny mini camera like on his belt at this point. He's got the signal light on his belt. Yep, it's he like has a that. flashlight. And again, he's more of a seasoned hero. He uses spider senses more. He does more. He can do a lot more and he's much more well known. He's still a menace, unfortunately, to the city, but he's still a better hero. Next run, we see, we see the um, vulture. It's much, much further in the future. Vulture's in jail. Um, at this point, Mary Jane and Peter Parker are living together. Um, Mary Jane is a model. Vulture's in jail. Vulture has cancer at this point. And somewhere in a later issue, Vulture wanted to die from his cancer and just Spider-Man would not let him. So now he's in jail, rotting, literally what rotting away. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> going to keep you alive so you pay for your crimes. Fuck you, Spider-Man. You bitch. <laughs> and, like in, and in this like issue, this is where we really get to see Spider-Man shine. I keep going back to Spider-Man, but we... we it's really... almost like he's the central character of this book or something. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> well, not... Well, I mean, they're both good characters, like central characters, but Spider-Man's really like... Especially where I, where I, I come up in this issue, Spider-Man's parents are back. Um... In a really weird scenario, Aunt May doesn't trust him at all. She thinks that they're impossible. Is that like the nineties or two thousands when that happened? Uh, that was in my run as well. That was around eighty nine. So the late na- so the late eighties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't that happen? So it's like issue uh, three. Am- amazing, amazing three eighty six is actually in nineteen ninety four. But yes, it's all around the same sort of uh, yeah. that era, sort of period. I remember yeah. like like vaguely, not to like digress too much, but I remember vaguely like Spider Man, um, like ice skating outside with like Mary Jane and his parents. And then they're like, wow, you're like really good at that. And then he like trips himself just to like throw. Cause he was doing like figure eights and all this stuff. And like, have you done this before? He's like, no, nah, it's my first time. Who said anything about the proportional balance of a yeah. spider? I mean, I'm like, Oh, they're like, I guess not. I guess you're human. Like the rest of us. And he's like, yes, sure. Oh, I guess you suck at this too, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. Wait, quick question. Spider-Man related. Uh, Early issues of everybody's run. Does he keep getting shot down left and right with the ladies? Friend zone era, followed oh, by later time. ones where he scores big with Mary Jane. No, he's yeah. going pretty steady in uh, 1967 with uh, with Mary Jane. In my issue, issue two, like he ladies aren't even like a thing at this point. Um, he's not thinking about. It. He's thinking about making money and hustling for the most part. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I read in the later issues, there's a girl chasing him, a blonde girl, and he's not doesn't want to pay her any mind. He's like, I ain't got time for you, bitch. And in the issue that we're talking about now, he's living with Mary Jane. So my Spider-Man is rolling in the pussy. Uh, the best way. Mine, mine's certainly so. rolling six feet under with zero luck with him because he's Ooh. fucking dead. He's no longer <laughs> alive. 
Um, God damn it, Greg. One thing I forgot to bring up real quick, too. Uh, his best friend, Miles Morales' best friend, is very similar to Peter's best friend in Homecoming. He's just like an overweight Asian kid. Awesome. <laughs> also kind of Interesting. It's a kid from Up. <laughs> it's, a kid, it's a kid from Up, a little grown up, about, ten, about five years. <laughs> Spider-Man oh Homecoming 2, The Search for the Snipe. Oh, <laughs> oh, the, oh the balloon guy's Uncle Ben. Oh, no. Oh man, there's so many fucking <laughs> parallels. Oh, oh no. no, I'm sad now. I'm just gonna watch up tomorrow. <laughs> Don't do it. Just uh, the beginning on repeat. Dave, any any last things? So basically, my issue: Spider-Man's not doing well. Yeah. Um, his parents are back. Felicia Hardy, Black Cat, got fucked up, got shot up. Basically, I forgot about Black he Cat. can't sleep. He's having nightmares about all these villains that keep on like coming after yeah. him. Um. Things are going well, like with Mary Jane. Oh, Mary Jane knows that he's Spider Man, but it's causing drama in their lives because he is Spider Man. Um, Aunt May doesn't trust uh, Peter's parents at their back, so now Peter thinks she has Alzheimer's. So that's fucking up his head. <laughs> yeah, it's he is not doing well. Like I was going to suggest just that as like a joke. every month. <laughs> I was going to say that as a joke, like oh, just Aunt May's got you know the Alzheimer's now, but. <laughs> It was real. It's real. But yeah, like, and that's what I've always liked about Spider-Man in general is that he, he's not Batman. He's not Iron Man. He, he doesn't have money to help him like separate his life from the superhero life. Um, and he's not like the X-Men that can actually live dual lives and be okay with it. Like he's a normal guy. He's one of us trying to be a hero, you know, and it just doesn't work because no matter how many people he saves, he's still the bad guy. Yeah, you know. And no matter what, hey, I many- read in the I read in the Daily Bugle he's a menace. <laughs> <laughs> like there you go. And no matter what he does, the people in his personal life aren't happy. It just doesn't work out for this poor sod. Um, and yeah, at this point, like, yeah, he's a sod. So like at this point, in Vulture half? basically raids this like hospital where it gives him the power to steal youth from other people. Um, he steals youth from Spider-Man, which gives him like a good amount of power, but it wears out over time. And, and great hair. And great Fantastic hair, yeah. Great luxur- luxurious hair. Um, Mary Jane almost gets shot by a crazy fan because Mary Jane is in a soap opera. Because Mary Jane is uh, fucking... Uh, <laughs> someone confuses her for the Vulture with that luxurious <laughs> red hair. The hair is so good. <laughs> Hey, since you will marry Jane, man, but she she's the reason why I dig redhead, redheads, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know? Yeah. Like every every chance like my girlfriend colors her hair, I'm like, just color a little bit a little bit more red. Just a little bit more shades of red. Just just just, oh. just, just for me. And oh, call boy. me Tiger every now and then. Just saying. <laughs> Terrible. But but yeah, like it's it's a really cool run and it ends on a cliffhanger, just like any other comic should, mm-hmm. with Peter telling his parents that, guess what? I'm Spider-Man, but I haven't told my, I haven't told Aunt, Aunt May yet. And they're like, okay, Peter, he flings away. And then they're like, now we know he's Spider-Man. We should kill him. And, dun, dun, and they slip dun, in a Russian dun. accent. Now we can <laughs> Vulture has flown away, but like, Spider-Man's not bullies. worried about Vulture. He has to figure out what's going on. And like Mary Jane's pissed off at him because he's disappeared. And like she almost got shot. She needs to talk to Peter. But Peter's nowhere to be found. And it just ends like it began with Peter in a mount of shit. Oh. Yep. Just like wow. any good and Spider-Man. Fun f- so, so fun fact on, on this issue and what's to come. Uh, his parents are robots <laughs> in this Russian story. Russian robots? They're life, they're, they're life model decoys made by the chameleon. Uh, um, the chameleon. Actually, they were in a Russian prison was the backstory. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's that. Uh, they were actually killed by the third version of the Red Skull. <laughs> back when back when Peter was a wee lad. They're secret agents. They're, they're actually... Hey, remember when we watched a series of unfortunate events? Yeah, that was them the whole time. Nah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, another fun fact, talking about Aunt May having dementia and Alzheimer's and what have you, she dies within a year of the story. Wow. And then gets better. She dies in... Yeah, and then gets better. Oh, or it's that's revealed to be right. That's what the... an extremely convincing actress. Interesting. Well, isn't that where like Peter gave her like a blood transfusion and the radiation killed her or some shit like that? Like, no, that's that's what I read. That was the original Master Planner saga. She didn't die, but um, in Amazing Spider-Man number four hundred, she's just she's just dying of being old, and then wow. she's not. <laughs> that's fair. Comics, everybody. <laughs> man, up, man, up, man. We and I also read the I also read the run of Ultimate Spider-Man issues one through seven. Well, I'm at issue four now, yeah. and I gotta say, I, I it may be blasphemous, but I kind of do like how where the Ultimates is going with Spider-Man at this point. You yeah. know, from what I'm reading, yeah, it, it was a really lot of cool stuff. It was a more grounded approach. It was one of um, when I saw it happening, I was reading about it in Wizard magazine back when like that was a thing for me. Oh I used my to look forward god! To that. And they were talking about it, and I went to the comic book shop, and I I have I think I have issues one through twenty four of that still somewhere in these boxes here. Um, but it was, <laughs> I agree, it's a fantastic run. It, I could relate to it more as someone who was Peter's age or in close proximity to it, and it came out at just that right point. So I'm with you too, Dave. Uh, it, it is easier to relate to, get, yeah, like big time. Like reading it, I'm like I remember being that guy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Can, I, can I pose a question? Yes. Eight inches. Uh, not the secret question, yes. but a question. Did Spider-Man have any weird uh, abilities in your runs that are not the usual abilities? Uh, yeah, mine was a different character, so he had all different abilities and didn't even have web shooters. <laughs> he was bilingual. <laughs> Perhaps the best spider ability. <laughs> All right, because uh, mine created a bat out of his webbing to throw and uh, throw off, the, make a Mac uh, look the other, basically look the other way, uh, as well as shot a liquid form of webbing at Scorpion's feet to make him stick to the ground. I've seen was that it? happen though in the cartoon, like a bunch of times. Was it out of his penis? That was less less weird as the bat. Yes, the bat. The bat's threw. weird, and it also makes um, me think of the bat. video that you sent me just before this, Casey. Oh yeah, Tom, uh, if if you're up for googling, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Holland Batman, dude does a sick Batman. He's he, he, amongst other. Goofers. He's doing all these little outtakes of things. He has a mouthful of Doritos in one. He, he's walking on his hands in the other. And and the last one is he puts on a toy Batman mask and starts talking like Batman while saying his lines. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Phenomenal. Um, speaking of, of things, well. It's not phenomenal or hilarious, but it's our secret question. Secret question. Now with 20% less sodium. <laughs> so that means you can eat 20% more. You got it. It's just, it's, just, it's just science, guys. That's how it works. Uh, now less sodium. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight we read a whole bunch of Spider-Man comics and we talked about like villains. We really focused on the villains. Everyone knows Spider-Man's uh, origin. We've had one, two, three, four, five movies where they mentioned it in some way, shape or form. Uh, so we're not going to focus on that. Since we're focusing on villains tonight in terms of what will be in the movie, what I want to know tonight is who is your favorite Spider-Man villain of all time 
that we have not Ooh. mentioned in the podcast tonight or we did not Ooh. focus on. And tonight we're going to start with Casey because he's Googling shit really quickly and I want to catch. Oh, you are. Well, see, because the thing is, is that the Scorpion is actually my favorite spider Oh, really? Interesting. Um, yeah. Everybody loves, like, everybody I know loves Venom and Carnage. And if they're listening to this, especially the guys at the Giant Size Team Up Network, <laughs> they know what they did. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, the cool thing about uh, the Scorpion is he's, he's the original anti-Spider-Man. He's just as fast. He's just as strong. He's got a whole bunch of other nasty tricks. Um... You know, he may not be as smart or sciencey, but you know, you got to give our our pal Spidey some kind of edge. Um, let me rack my brain on this one. Ah, oh, man, good Spider-Man villains. Um, you know, sometimes you just can't go wrong with the Green Goblin. Yeah, God I know damn you, Casey. I know it's a uh, yeah. Look, I know it's a little. All right, fine. I'll let Dave talk about the Goblin. No, uh, no, he, you he, you said it right no, too late. No, no. Are he, you, he's my favorite. Too. All right, fine. Don't worry, you have several other goblins. From. <laughs> yeah, you've got a you've got a whole you've got a whole mess of them. You know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on the goblin. I'm gonna go with Mysterio. Okay. Um, Mysterio is a lot of fun. He does illusions that you know Spider Man has to work through with Spider Sense and other tricky business because it's not always you know easily foolproof. Mm. Uh, Quentin Beck was a failed special effects expert in the movies, and he turned his talents to crime. And then he died. <laughs> and he died in the coolest way, messing with Daredevil. So, you know, great. Do you but guys, he had a couple of... Well, do you guys remember um, the actor who played Jefferson Darcy in Married with Children? No. Marcy's like second husband? Yes. Got nothing. Um, I don't know. When I was used to watching, I was a little kid. I don't know why, but I used to think he'd make a really good, like, Mysterio. I always thought Bruce Campbell would oh. make a fantastic Mysterio. Ooh. Yes. It's a crime they never amounted yeah. to that. Speaking oh. of Bruce Campbell and uh, Sam Raimi, my favorite Spider-Man movie is Spider-Man 2, which has my favorite villain, which is uh, Doc Octopus. Oh, Doc Ock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that scene when he's on the friggin' uh, operating Train. table and the things come alive oh. and just kill everyone. Is oh, yeah. Yes. yes. You know what's things. fantastic about that scene is... Not that he's killing everyone, not that what's going on, but it's a classic Sam Raimi scene. There's no music, it's all silent, and people are just being thrown everywhere, and all you have is the sounds to be like the horror. Like, classic Sam Raimi. And when they showed the the chainsaw, he's just, you see his eye, zooms in, and he sees the chainsaw, and he just goes for it. Classic Sam Raimi. Classic. Such a great... Ah, You just gave me a hard on, Chris. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. <laughs> Just don't think of Mary Jane <sighs> at this point. Too late. <laughs> the best part of the stuff in Spider-Man 2 is the deleted scene where you see Alfred Molina singing, If I was a rich man. <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing it with the tentacles. He's got the prop team working with him. Oh, God. Oh. You can YouTube that later, folks. <laughs> what do you mean? Later? Have you ever seen um the outtakes from the first X-Men movie? Oh, with... Uh, Hugh Jackman runs up in a Spider-Man costume. No, like, well, I think it's part of, I think that's one of them, but like, um, it's a part uh-huh. where they're all at the, at the um, Statue of Liberty and they're all walking and Hugh Jackman's with them and like someone like jumps in like with a Spider-Man costume like, ha! Oh, wrong movie and just runs away. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but Doc Ock, yeah, that's a fantastic, especially in that movie. Like, that was a really yeah. good portrayal. Like, you could tell when Sam Raimi wants to do something and when he really fucking doesn't, like Venom. 
Um, he does a really good job, like portraying. Like I felt bad for Doc Ock, and it almost like a, a Mister yeah. Freeze kind of like way. Oh yeah, yeah, right. which is really fucking cool. They gave him a, a case of the dead wife itis. Yeah, <laughs> totally did. It's a classic, classic villain move. Classic Absolutely. villain move. But they made it personal in that second Spider-Man movie with like Doc Ock and Spider-Man. Yeah. Because like Octavius was his hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now he's fighting his fucking hero on a train. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, what about you, Jace Mac? So besides um, human mortality, which is the worst... Um, you know, the worst villain of them all. <laughs> yeah, because you know, it's yeah. Consistently... I remember that one from a, from an issue of Spider Man and his existential foes. Yeah, it's just it's killing his family left and right. Mortality is, you know. Um, I gotta say, Hannibal Burris. Um, oh God, I know you're going. Is with my this. favorite Spider Man villain yeah. because he sent an imposter. Mm-hmm. To the premiere last week, <laughs> yeah, and it was the best thing. I, I'm just throwing the secret question out the window right now. I just had to talk about that, and bring it up at some point. He Wait, is what? my new hero and villain. So you know, Hannibal Burris is in this. Love he plays, him. He plays a coach. Um, he ends up instead of going to the premiere himself, sends a paid actor that doesn't even look like him to go and attend. His own premiere as Hannibal Burris. As Hannibal Burris. That's and he phenomenal. doesn't even do his the way that like he doesn't try to mimic his speech pattern at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. That's the best <laughs> oh, thing. Man. He just talked as like this guy normally would talk instead of doing the, ah uh, yeah I'm Hannibal. Um like that super like relaxed just fucking, <laughs> you know, oh <laughs> so good. That's I will be googling later. That's awesome. Oh yeah, please do. It's so funny. And the guy had no idea like that he was gonna do it. Like Hannibal just put out there like, "Hey, I need I need an actor that kind of looks like me to uh, go to this place for me," and gave him like nothing else. So he just kind of threw him to the wolves. And here is the fucking premiere of the movie. That's phenomenal. <laughs> I, th- I think that's Jason's way of telling us he does secretly love the chameleon. Yeah, I do love the chameleon. That's it. Yep, that's exactly. it. It's a it's a Nailed it. You read right through that case. Um, sure did. <laughs> Dave, why don't you go next? Since I don't want to, I don't want to um, steal your thunder on on the goblin. Yeah, it's always been the green goblin. Um, reason why? Because it's like he's the villain you associate with Spider Man the most, especially not the old school like Atari game. You would fought the green goblin, mm-hmm. you know. Um, green goblin killed his first girlfriend. Well, one of his girlfriends, basically. Um, the girlfriend. The girlfriend. Really? Like Green Goblin was a big part in the Spider Man animated series. You know, like, and he was also a big part in the first Spider-Man movie. I'm the Green Goblin. <laughs> oh, what so a great, great but, delivery! But he's always like, and what's cool, what I love about him is like that unspoken hatred between like Harry Osborn, or I mean Norman Osborn and Peter Parker. It's and like James Franco. <laughs> they 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 kind of know that. I mean, I forgot what where it is. I don't know if it's Ultimates or like in the um classic, I guess six one six universe, whatever. But they know because I think Osborn owns the Daily Bugle, right? Or something like that, or no? Jameson owns the Bugle. Os- Osborne owns Oscorp. Uh, there's that one point where Osborne like took over Daily Bugle, though, didn't he? Like I thought he did. In the comics, he's done some stuff. Like he straight up took over Shield once. Oh, that that's my crazy. favorite shit. He convinces everyone he's been completely sane, makes his own Iron Man armor, and just becomes a fucking hero. So he's remember in Iron Man Two is the Iron Patriot. 
they totally yeah. blew their wad on that one way too early because that's, that's Norman, Norman Osborne. Osborne's arm. Oh, and he my God. takes a fucking fistful of pills every day to not turn into the goblin and just one day just cracks. Like he's he yeah. uh, reunites or reunites. He he tries to he tries to take over Asgard and he cracks in the middle of the oh fight. God, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, could there be a Green Goblin movie called Green Goblin? Colon a fistful of pills. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'd I'd watch it. Oh my god! I'd watch the hell out of so, it. Like the, like the movies just don't do. Like Willem Dafoe was a great pick for it, but they just don't do him justice with that that fucking little costume that he had. He's. He's like a combination Have you seen of the Joker. The scene of him in the mirror, though, that was, is, that was really No, hard. but did you guys ever see, like, the early, like, tests by, like, ILM and, like, other, like, official effects companies, the original Green Goblin, like, mask yeah. and stuff? I've seen that, yeah. Originally, it was supposed to be all, like, um, latex and just, like, animatronics with, like, the face and whatnot. So, like, it was supposed to be, like, a mask. His face is supposed to be all fucked up like a goblin. Like, look it up when you guys get a chance. The original screen test for the Green Goblin. It is incredible. It's like, he kind of looked like a combination of the White Walkers from Game of Thrones and the zombies from I Am Legend. He looked fucking terrifying. He he also looks directly lifted out of the comics. Which we really want to see. I mean, it's, it's... it's perfect. it's like they, they tried to yeah. modernize him by giving him like a exosuit and stuff like that. But it's like the oh, that's terrifying. The, well, the, the great thing about like Green Goblin is he looks like a crazy dude in a fucking goblin outfit and like with a nighty and his little like cap and everything like that. And that's the beauty of it is he's like he's a Lex Luthor type that turns into the Joker. Exactly. Yes. Lex Luthor meets Tingle from Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the dirtiest fighter, too. He'll throw your girlfriend off a bridge, and she'll probably already <laughs> be make, dead. He doesn't even give a heck. She wasn't dead. Spider-Man's the one that killed her, which is like... Well, see, well, see she's unconscious when she gets knocked off the bridge, so yeah, who she knows? Was, she was alive. You right? heard the snap. You see, like, it's, you see it. You see it in the panels the way they have it. Dead people. <laughs> Greg, you ever snap. try and snap the neck of a broken teenage girl? You never know. You never know. Casey's my favorite I feel like you have experience there, Casey. My, my favorite Spider-Man villain is Casey. For snapping necks <laughs> of teenage girls everywhere. Um, I was going to say, I want a fistful of pills. Fistful to get pills. That line. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? Let's, I retract my statement. You know who my favorite or actually worst Spider-Man villain is? Sony Pictures. There, I said it. Amazing Spider-Man. As long as we're dealing out uh, honorable mentions, uh, Spider-Man's own self-guilt. Hey... His, his greatest oh, foe. Toby Maguire. His luck with the ladies outside of the two. Boom. Boom. Um, Boom. Eric Foreman. Topher, I was just going to say fucking Topher. <laughs> my, so my favorite was also um, Green Goblin, but I mean, I could say Hobgoblin just chop, just cheap out, but I'm, I'm going to go with a more modern, modern-ish villain. Um, Morlin. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Yeah, cool. Uh, He does not need to eat, does not need to sleep, does not need to do anything. All he does is hunt heroes and villains that have animal powers and absorbs them, kills them and absorbs them. How do you spell Morlun? M-O-R-L-U-N. Oh, there it is. And the first time he shows up, he gives Spider-Man the fight of his life. I remember I was working at a stop and shop when these comics were coming out. So like... 
at, at like the good old seven o'clock hour there there's no one really in there to like ring out so i would just like walk over to the like the comic section just take what's on the rack and it was always like spider-man comics and because the movies were like kind of it was like super relevant at that point and just read them and man it was it was just great stuff he ends up this is how aunt may finds out that peter parker is spider-man um peter figures out that this guy only wants his spider abilities, not the radioactive part of him. So he hooks himself up to a ra- to a radioactive generator and just says, pretty much, come at me, bro. And lets more yeah. than absorb everything. But he gets way more radiation than he should get. And just Peter wins. He is so exhausted at this point. Peter goes back to his uh, apartment, passes out, takes off his mask, passes out with the Spider-Man outfit still on, sleeps for like four or five days. And in those four or five days... His Aunt May still does his laundry, by the way. He's no longer living with her. Awesome. But she still comes in and like is his housekeeper. Comes in and sees him pass <laughs> out, passed out on his bed and figures out that he's Spider-Man at that point. And everything just clicks yeah. for her. And she's like surprisingly pretty cool about it. Based on what I remember. Yeah. Uh, Morlin, the, they went the, through the, in more detail more about Morlin. It's kind of escaping me at this point. There's more of them. He has brothers and sisters and stuff. Yeah, it's uh, Morlin showed up in the one story back in the J. Michael Straczynski yep. Spider-Man run, which is almost unequivocally the best Spider-Man ever written, that. just o- over a period of time. Yeah, it's really good. It was published from like 1999 until about 2006 when they more or less forced him yeah. off the book, which is which is too bad. Um, but Spider-Verse was uh, the That's brainchild was. of Dan yeah. Slott. Yeah. It's a brainchild of Dan Slott, who has now been writing Spider-Man for what I believe is 10 yeah, years. Jesus Christ. Or damn close. He's written at least eight consecutive years of Spider-Man. Um, but he was writing it on and off a little bit before that when they were, like, rotating writers. Spider-Verse is awesome. Uh, Moreland's whole family hunts the entire multiverse for all different Spider-Men. So, mm. one of like, he'll, he defeats and eats the Marvel vs. Capcom Spider-Man. <laughs> He defeats and eats the Spider-Man from Spider-Man and his amazing friends. You know, so he'll cool. do one where Mary Jane became Spider-Man. He he kills the Spider-Man that's Spider-Girl's father in the MC2 universe. I mean, every Spider-Man or iteration of Spider-something that has ever existed in comic books, Dan Slott took the, took the painstaking effort to kill 90% it was of just, them. Jesus it's such a good... Like, I think when we first started the podcast, I was reading that. It was just really yeah. fucking cool. Like, because you get to see all these different iterations and how he could have been. Superior Spider-Man was in there, which is, for those of you who don't know. 2099 yeah, was in there. Superior's Doc Ock in Spider-Man's body. So cool. Like, just a brutal wow. Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, he has... It, think of, like... I, I The only way I can describe it is Jet Li's The One, almost, where they just go through multiple universes and attack. I would call it Stan <laughs> Lee's The One, maybe. Uh, There's Captain Universe, Spider-Man. I mean, oh, yeah. man. I am you. The whole thing about Captain Universe is his powers only work in his universe. So he goes to an, any other like parallel dimension, and he's useless. He's just a normal Spider-Man. <laughs> He's as useless as a normal guy with the proportionate strength of a spider can be. Which is super useless against a family of Morlins. That's like the worst thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That that's my favorite um villain. He's just like just the, the difficulty that he gave Spider-Man. And he, he's not a classic one. He doesn't even look like a classic one. He looks like like a, I don't know. He's va- he's yeah, a vampire. He, he looks like like a rice design him. Right. Is how I could best put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Spider-Man is hiding in... Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Why not Zoidberg? 
I shoot webs out of my hands. And since Zoidberg <laughs> is showing up, we all know what that means now. I broke your television. Uh, <laughs> is broken. That's all the time that we have for uh, tonight. This has been issue number 105, where we talked about Comic Book Club Spider-Man. Uh, remember, everyone, to... Um, wait, wait. We forgot one massive question. What? Next week, what do we think the shawarma is going to be? Oh. You, we can't. We got to double down on secret question then. Uh, I was trying Very to do something original quick, with secret go. questions, but if you want to guess the shawarma, we can we'll go around <laughs> table. Uh, Chris, what's the shawarma? Uh, they actually get shawarma again. <laughs> nice. Jason Mack, what's the shawarma? <laughs> Hannibal Burris is going to be in the movie. <laughs> Spider-Man. He's, he's, top, he's top credited, <laughs> and then the, the shawarma is that, that body double shows up. <laughs> Dave, what's the shawarma? We see a young, very young Miles Morales put on a put on a red shirt and put a spider in the middle. Interesting. Like five year old Miles Morales. Ooh. I don't think it's going to be that easy. I think it's going to be um, along that vein, though. Prowler stealing something from Oscorp and a spider jumping on his bag. Could it be Tom Holland opening up a door that says Sony and says later guys. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm going to be in the Venom God movie. Son of a bitch. There's, oh, there's Bebo saying there's two shawarmas. Interesting. Anyways, uh, Casey, what's the shawarma? Sinister Six setup. They're going for it for real Ooh. this time. I'm going to um, say the shawarma is set up for the Venom movie. Ooh. Ooh a bold choice. And James Franco. I would expect that at the end of... Uh, Infinity War. Though. Well, I'm not saying the symbiote is any any involved. I'm saying a setup for the movie. So maybe we see Tom Hardy. Like maybe, maybe Tom Hardy is like. <laughs> so he's going for an interview at the Daily Bugle, but because Peter's in a rush to go save someone, he forgets to hold the door for the guy, and that causes him to be late for the <laughs> for the interview, <laughs> so he doesn't get the job, and thus starts a never ending hate for Peter Parker. Is he like Frank Grimes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but question, isn't uh Venom supposed to be Sony and not MCU? Yeah, so yeah. what the, yeah, you're right. They said like Venom's supposed to be like in the Spider Man universe, but part of Sony, but he's not gonna be in the MCU. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make that's, sense. That's the correct yes. answer. What the fuck? Yeah. That's the correct Come answer. Come on, Marvel, do us a solid buyback Spider Man for Give good. Time. Let you this happen. Stop watching the movies. That's it. That's right. Just use just use the profits that you get from making Spider-Man to buy Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's what you do. Buy them all buy back. back. X-Men, Fantastic yeah. Four, Hulk finally. So we have another Hulk movie finally. The shawarma is the Hulk goes up to Spider-Man and flicks him and flicks him so hard that he goes back into Sony Pictures. And Ang Lee oh, goes, goodness. I got this. I got this. Ang Lee. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And that's officially double secret question. Two of them. Two secret questions. Back-to-backs, secret questions. Two for the, for the price, price of, of one. one. You're welcome. That's it. That's all the time we have for tonight. This has been, again, issue number 105, Comic Book Club. Good old Spider-Man. Uh, remember to follow us on all the social media stuff. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, check out the SoundCloud. This will be uploaded on there with a nice polished feel. Maybe it levels just a little bit. All that good stuff. Uh, it also goes to Apple Podcasts. Also goes to Google Play. We're not calling it iTunes any iTunes podcast because now it's Apple Podcasts. We're up to date now. It's official. It's great. 
Um, and we're on YouTube too. We got a couple of interviews from uh, last time we were at PAX and uh, a couple of other videos for you to, yeah. to kind of take a, take a look at. As always, we appreciate any feedback that you have to offer. So if you want to give us a good old rating and uh, tell your friends if you like us, we super appreciate that. That's like the best thing in the world that you can do. You can always join us live here at twitch.tv slash batcoyotefunky uh, every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, except when we take a little bit of a break because then we're tired and we need to sleep. And then Aunt May finds out that we're Spider-Man. And it's not good. We got to talk to her and explain to her why we're Spider-Man, why we lied. It's a whole big thing. You don't want to know about that. Uh, Peter, I got your webbed onesies. <laughs> I brought wheat cake. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next time, or we will see you another time, or never.